all-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, I got to say this. There's no parade of cars. There's no helicopter dropping in to drop somebody off. There's no fire truck with the sirens blaring here at Chuck Knoll Field announcing yet another vet checking in. No, it's time for football. It's training camp. Training camp. Max, how are you doing? You got Wolf Starks and the Ninjas. Here we are up at Chuck Knoll Field at St. Vincent College. And without all the accoutrements of the previous sorts of uh, times when you guys used to come in with a lot of noise and stuff like that, here we are. It's quiet. The fields are empty yet right now, but it's training camp, baby. Oh, Wolf. Once again, (laughs) we have embarked upon the storied fields of St. Vincent College here in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. And we have a new location. Yes, we do. We we are in the crow's nest. We're uptown, baby. We are uptown in the press box because we are press. <laughs> and we are pressing the issue up here in the press box for this year. And you're right, man. It, it's This is training camp. I mean, as we look out, Wolf, we see the white paint on the green field. Yes. It looks glorious. It looks oh, yes. beautiful. But you yes. know what is missing? What's missing? Cleat marks. Yes. Chewed yes. up chewed up dirt. Little brown patches of brown. Of brown and... Maybe a little bit of blood somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. Right, right. You know, just dotted around the field. I gotcha. But this is the calm before the storm. It yes. looks magnificent. I can tell you that the groundskeeping crew made it look phenomenal. It rained overnight, but it you can't tell. And we get to see the first semblance, the first iteration, iteration. Ooh, we're of this 2023-24 You know Hoopy's sitting there going, oh, Mad Max. Listen, Mad Max. And you're fresh off of Hoopy Palooza, so yes. I know that she's listening. <laughs> so, yes, because I filled in for your brother. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> While he was out of that's town. That's right. So, I'm excited. I mean, there's so, and we got so many good stories that we'll get to later. But right, right. The storylines are plenty. It looks beautiful. The stage is set for the Steelers to have a great start to camp. Absolutely. So what we're going to do right now, I'm going to take a moment because I want to acknowledge the fact we are down one man missing from our broadcasting team, and that would be the great Tunchilkin, who's got a front row seat from heaven, and he's just checking in with us, no doubt about it. And in honor of Tunch, I wanted to throw that. I I I incurred the first Tunch-Spilkin Yes, the, yes, yes, I spilled coffee all over the front of myself. In honor and in memoriam of Tunch, <laughs> Wolf sacrificed his white shirt. That's right. For wow. the lovely coffee stain that That's is now 
Residing right, 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 front center. I mean, front and center. I mean, I mean, the only thing left was to take it across and make a full cross here, Wolf. Um, <laughs> that's the only thing missing. Well, the, the other thing is that Tunch would always insist on playing Andy Williams. It's the most wonderful time of the year, the yeah. Christmas song. Yeah. You know, because yeah. he just loved training camp. Christmas High, in July? Yes, <laughs> exactly, like the Hallmark Channel, you know. Yeah. High atop the hills in St. Vincent, or in Le Trobe, as you like to say. Yeah. And here we are. So we, we got that going. And the next thing, we have a little acknowledgement of the fact that one of my sons, yes, the next generation of Wolfleys is That's here. Right. C.J. Wolfley is now – Right here, sitting beside Max and myself, and we are doing it up right here. What do you think, CJ? The old man came here 43 years ago, and now here you are, next generation of Wolfleys. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all you got to say in your the, broadcast. The emotion. Premiere. The yep. emotion. You could feel it. It's palpable right now. <laughs> a boy. Yeah, all right. Oh, all right. Hey, but by the way, you better say hi to mom, all right? So that she, 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 I'm. Hey, Mom. <laughs> Man, my, the boy is sharp as a bowling ball, there, I tell you. There it is. Hey, listen, he's efficient with his words, unlike That's us. Right. <laughs> Why well, say it in three when you can say it in 30, right? Exactly. <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, Max, it's wonderful to be here. I'm really happy to see you. You look great, and uh, it's just another, uh, as you say, iteration of training camp coming here. And there's, there's something special about men who decide, you know what, we're going to separate from our normal routine of daily lives and come out to training camp to participate with all other like-minded guys. We're going to set apart this time. We're coming out here, and it's not quite the uh, – as, as I said in one of the – I wrote an article with Jim Wexel's wonderful uh, website, and uh, I said I'm not, I'm not trying to be the old man uh, – wailing and gnashing of teeth, screaming, you know, you, you, it's not a Chuck Knoll seven-week last man standing training camp. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is to still come out here and be and participate in that kind of kickoff as the season moves forward, it's still a big thing in my mind. Well, it, it's huge. And also when you think of the greater scheme, right, of the 32 teams in the NFL, right, the Steelers are only one of 11 that still actually leave their go. practice facility to come to a site off – from their own facilities. Campus. For camp. Yeah, and, 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 and actual campus. Campus. <laughs> but th- I think that also makes it special, right, because the NFL's shifted, whereas almost everybody left, right, and went to a different spot and everything else. The Steelers are still kind of holding that torch with a, with a number of other teams, like Kansas City still goes away and um, a number of other teams still go away. But – the fact that we have that type of history here, and it, it is a tradition. That's why you see that special logo across the field right. from us in between the FedEx signs. Yes, yes. That, you know, that says, you know, St. Vincent's College, the summer home of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, oh, it's a yeah. special thing. And to know that, like you said, you have been on those same very fields. I have been on those same yes. very fields. Guys before us have been on those same very fields, and this is kind of that rite of passage moment for a lot of the, the rookies that are now coming in. So for the Broderick Jones, the Bentons of the world, right? All of these young guys and new guys. Yes. Because we're welcoming, like, Patrick Peterson, Keanu Neal, Alan Robinson and company, Suamalu. Like, these guys now get to experience, and now they get to be steeped in the mystique and the history that is the Steelers. Boy, you nailed iteration, steeped. 
mystique. I, these words are bouncing yeah. all over the I place. Dictionary.com is amazing. I love it's it. No doubt about app. it. Well, certainly, I got to tell you, as, as we come in, and, I, I, you know, again, the one thing that I, I find kind of uh, as a backdrop to previous times is, you know, the hoopla you guys entered with. Oh. Remember, you guys had all those car things going on. Yeah, these what, guys what, don't what have What was the, the generation of that? I mean, you know, it, it, it was we were the swag generation. I'm just swag. Okay, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna take some from my from my old teammate Ike Taylor. Okay. All right, yeah, swag. I mean, swag. we had swag. I mean, because you had what you had like Kiesel driving in on on the Kubota. Yeah, you know, yeah, tractor. Did do that that was then, cool. And then the big whatever 650 that Plex drove to camp Ooh, one year. Yeah, yeah. I drove my 65 Impala. I'm gonna throw myself in there a little bit. And then yeah, then we did the uh, we did the Mini Cooper with oh, all yeah. the entire offensive line. <sighs> Did the Italian job? That was amazing. I couldn't believe how you could fit in one of them little dinky cars. And, and I had a, had a reporter with me, so it was two of us in there. Really? And then Willie and Ben rode together, which was hilarious. Oh my looked, goodness! It looked like Bowser from Donkey Kong. Uh, <laughs> Bowser, and, it was, Bowser. It was a, Bowser or Donkey Kong? One of the two was right, really cool. Right. Because he had, you know, he had the big guns, and he was just sitting out there, and he was. It looked so small. It looked like he put it on like a little skirt or something. <laughs> walking around in it but i mean but yeah so we did that i mean that was just the funness like it's like who can come up with the more funny ridiculous intro and then remember james harrison came in the smart car oh yeah that was now that was small you talk about the mini cooper looked like a limousine compared to that it did it did that smart car was like a wind-up thing yeah it was i was like i was like man if i could put my foot in that and make it a roller skate i was like it was crazy um but yeah, I mean that was just you know we we that's that was us having fun like embracing what camp was right. and that moment for camaraderie. We already gave ourselves stories to bond with and laugh at early on because once you get on that field, yeah, you get about the the seventh or eighth day of humor, seeing each other. We're, we're lacking humor at that point. All you, you just need something to get you going because when you look out and we have a great like valley range that we can look at you oh, know yeah. from the field and when you don't see that. That third mountain, you're in trouble. You're like, ah, it's going to be a little bit bad. Yep. Then you can't see the second layer of mountains. Yeah. Ooh, it's going to be real bad. bad. And then when you can't see the first layer, you want to be Aquaman. It's dead. Yeah. You're dead. You just yeah, you just go ahead, and just stick a fork in it. Yeah. All right, guys, I'm done. Okay, 40 minutes in, I'm going to cramp. I just want to let you guys know, yeah. be prepared. But hey, rookie, rookie, eyes here, eyes here. <laughs> you're going in when I tap my helmet. <laughs> One year. One year, we're in, we're up in Bonaventure Hall, in the yeah. in the meeting room right next to it, and uh, as Chuck is greeting everybody, and his one of his opening re- and in his in his opening remarks, one of the things he said was, "We've already reserved a room in Latrobe General for Craig Wolfley to go get his first IV." You know, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, th- that's the thing about it too. Back back then, come to think about it, you guys can get IVs here. We can. You but know, the, but the problem is, like, 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 you already know that you're going to cramp. I know I'm going to cramp. I just don't know where I'm going to cramp. <laughs> where am I going down? So I'll never forget this. We're, we're coming off a of practice. It was it was a two a day, and it was a second practice. And I'm walking up the you know walking up the hill signing right. autographs. Right. And then I make I make the left to go into the, like the locker room down the little side, the far left door, because everybody usually goes up the middle. And as I'm going down the stairs to the cold tub. I cramp. It hits. I fall down the four steps that are there. Oh, oh, that's brutal. Ah, ah! I know that sound. I know that sound. You can't even get the words out. And everybody's like, "Look at it," because you know 
So, so in the locker room, because there's like five or six different locker rooms, small locker rooms to get everybody in because there's 90 of us. It's the rookie locker room that I was in like, <laughs> like two years before. And the rookies are just looking. They think it's a prank because they think they're about to get hazed or something. Right, I'm right. Like, ah, ah. And then finally, Willie comes out. He's like, he's like, yo, man, you all right? It was him and Marvin Phillips. He's like, man, yo, you, ah, ah. You can't even speak. You can't even Because the muscles are trying to tear off the bone. Exactly. I mean, I mean you can't believe how painful. You know, I, I just, and then it made me feel like, okay, so this is when you smoke and you get off the bone meat. Like, you know how it kind of gets oh, a little yeah. bit short on the bone? Yep, yep. I was like, I'm about to be tender. <laughs> Pour some sauce on me. I'm yeah, done. Exactly. But luckily, Wick got Norwick, and they scooped me up under my arms like double underhooks and just dragged me into the locker room or, or into the trainer room. So, so here, here's one. Tunch and I were arguing the day before that the heart is a is a, though it's a muscle, it can't cramp. I'm saying it can't cramp. Okay. Tunch is saying, well, I don't know, maybe it could cramp. You know, <laughs> it's so a muscle. The, exactly. <laughs> The very next day, we come off a steam and smoking hot, fully padded practice, going to the locker room. This is what – whenever I, I cramped, it was always about 20 minutes after I come off the field. Whatever, okay. For whatever reason, it just seemed to time out like and that. you never grabbed a banana oh, at any point. There's not, no. I mean, I, I'm <laughs> coming off getting uh, – after shower, I'm walking in the front, and I'm heading over to the dining hall. I've just yeah. made the left, starting to go up the hill, and all of a sudden the first cramp comes. Ooh. Then the second one, ooh. Now it's going from my hammies to the quads. Oh, ooh, yeah. Ooh. Then all of a sudden it goes into my, my what we have, abs. It's more like. Region. Know, region. region. Uh, the region known <laughs> as abs. That's, <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah. So then I'm doubling over, and it goes up into my back. And then you know the, how you do the, the wiggle where if you go forward, the, 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 for, the back cramps. And if you go backwards, the, you know, the abs yeah. start cramping. You're trying to find relief somewhere in there. If you speed that up in real time, you're probably doing a heck of a dance move. <laughs> I'm just saying. The, the amount of pain, man. <laughs> yeah. I went down, and I look up. And I'm, I'm in Aggie. My forearms started to cramp, and my hands are oh, rolling up. Oh, yeah, well, you get the praying mantis position. Yeah, exactly. That's the worst. The hands <laughs> yeah. I roll over, and Tunch is just looking at me. I go, go get the trainer, you idiot. And he goes, no, I want to find out if I'm right or you're right. <laughs> What a jerk. You hit every other muscle group. Just waiting on the last one. Just one more check mark. One, just one just more check one mark. more. One more. We got to get. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I yeah. love it. I Cramping love it. is that, that's first the, day camping business. First week, that's. Yeah, and, oh. and, but the worst part is you know you've trained at this point, and to still have cramping happen just makes you feel like you have just, like, what did I not do in my training? Like, I drink water. You got to learn to drink little, a lot. Uh, yeah, the electrolyte packet is what's key because you can't just drink water. Right. Correct. You got to you got to have that salty water taste yep. in there. And and the first four days of camp, I think, are the most crucial for that. Right. The, it sets the the whole thing, man. Sets it up because even though you know in today's modern athlete, right, everybody goes off to their training facility and you have your expertly tailored practice routine and your training schedule is on point and you're, you're eating these great <laughs> shakes and balanced meals and, you know, you're doing stretching 20 minutes before the dynamic warm-up. And, stretch. But you're taking breaks. Yes. You're yeah. coming inside. to yeah. air, You're training in air conditioning. The air conditioning, yeah. You go out to the field for a little bit, but you're stopping. Yes. This is nonstop. 
You right. are in the element, the entirety of it. And your stress level is a lot higher when you see three guys deep at your position. Yes. <laughs> versus yes. alone in a training facility with a workout buddy right. and a trainer. So that natural anxiety level makes you sweat more. Yes. And so you don't realize how much you're losing in that process. So that's why you have to be diligent and overdo it. You have to oversalt your food, you know, for the first couple of days. It's not salt to taste, it's salt to live. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's about it. Yeah. That's about it. That's true, man. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is you're exactly right. I mean, you've got to be on your P's and Q's right right away. One of the things that I found to help me get over that hump, and I don't know why cramp is, you know, the, the first big topic of, but training camp and cramp seem to go hand in they hand. They go hand in hand. But I would take a pint uh, Tupperware jar, and I'd fill it with water like three or four times during the course of an evening meeting. You know, and, and then, of course, you know, you're, you got it visit the, the restroom numerous times but you exactly. have to like condition your body You're just checking for hydration levels yeah, there you go point. that's all it is <laughs> the clearer the better <laughs> so moving right along yeah. there no we, we don't want to dive deeper into we went deeper into the weeds on that one then i think we needed to go you know but that's this is what training camp is all about. This is what two ex ball players we're giving you the inside baseball on football in training camp and, and bringing it to you in a way that, uh, well, maybe you just don't want to hear. Behind the pads. <laughs> Behind the pads. With Wolf and Starks. <laughs> That's about it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, yeah. I, remember, I remember when one time we're up here and uh, the NFLPA was, uh, we had you know instituted drug testing and everything like yeah. that. So the first thing in the morning, you got padded practice in the morning. I'm sitting there and the guy goes, you're up. You're getting tested. I'm like. All right, you have to draw a sample, right? Okay. Yeah, draw a sample. Yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> which you know what that means. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm sitting there, and I, it's like, it just nothing's working. You know, it's just not yeah. happening. Yeah, no, and you're, then you're I empty. Go, you're dry. I go, yeah, I go, yeah. okay, I'm drinking water and everything. And he goes, well, you can't go out to practice until until I get a sample. I'm like, Really? <laughs> so wait a second. So wait a second. Wait, I, I can't go I can't until go. I make a sample. You're, you're telling me that I have to stay right here where you can per watch law. me. Yeah. <laughs> per law. And I and I just can't go yeah. out and practice. Coach, yeah. no. I, I don't, somehow I don't think that's going to fly. That's not going to fly. No, no. Where is he at? Ah. Ah. I'm having Coach. problems, <laughs> Coach, issues here. We're having issues here. <laughs> The well's a little dry, Coach. <laughs> you know, I, I need a little time off here, I, I can yeah. tell, just to kind of like uh, get my, my levels up. Yeah, ex- exactly. you got to fill the gas tank. Oh, yeah. you got to fill the gas gotta, tank. Gotta it was on the E. Gas tank. You know, no doubt about it. I, I drove all my miles till I got here. <laughs> well, Max. Yeah. Exactly. On that note. <laughs> On that note, yes, exactly so. <laughs> We're going to step aside. I th- probably that's <laughs> yeah, a good we need, idea. We need to step aside and regather our thoughts here. <laughs> to bring you more coverage from St. Vincent's College. You're in the locker room They're not with Wolf and Stuff. I think, I think you're up for a test. I am. I might not be back next segment. <laughs> High atop Chuck Knoll Field, we are in the locker room slash press box. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it is. Dual it purpose. Is. We're a dual purpose facility here. And... Uh, you know, we, we were talking about training camp, talking about cramps. Well, 
you know, one of the things I do want to kind of take it down a notch. Yes. Yeah. Um, just for a second and kind of acknowledge uh, the passing of um, of one of our Steeler legends, um, my brother, a friend to both Wolf and I, um, Clark Hagens. Um, mm. Clark passed away in June, but we just had his funeral um, last weekend and wanted to take a moment just to acknowledge um, the player that Clark Hagens, number 53 in your hearts, yeah. you, know, um, you know, was and what he meant kind of to the Steelers and, of course, to that first Super Bowl. I mean, to Super Bowl 40. Yes. Um, and, you know, Clark was one of my really dear friends, and we shared the same birthday. And so no it's matter – a big day. That was yeah, a big, big day. It was a big day, big day. January 10th is, is a day etched in history. God smiled that day. Yes, he did. Um, Matt, might I just say that you by yourself is a big day. Yeah, you know, it is you, literally, literally, a literally big, yes. a very, very big day. Me and you know who else was born on, on the same day who? as Clark and I? George Foreman. <laughs> wow, talk about huge! That's right? huge, 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 huge. I mean, where would we be in our grilling if we didn't have the great George Foreman? If we did not have that that Foreman grill, let me that tell you, that's my awesome. first three years as a, as a young bachelor, single guy in Pittsburgh, that Foreman grill got its workout <laughs> for me. <laughs> I can imagine. It grilled chickens, it grilled steaks, kebabs, everything. You know, Chalucha was he was always big on grilling. I Tunch was yeah. always I would be over at his house. Oh, we got a little uh, dead animal here. Let's uh, grill it up, man. <laughs> Throw fire on it. <laughs> see what happens. Fire. <laughs> yes, and a little mesquite. Yeah. You had to put a little mesquite, mesquite into your wood. grill and give that little flavor. Yeah, you want a little smoky flavor, there but you go. But um but yeah, I mean, you know, Clark was one of the, I would say the funniest, kindest people I'd ever been around. Um, when you talk about <clears throat> lighting up a room, right? When you talk about making an entrance, and also his engagement with everybody, I right? Mean, especially kid, like Clark loved kids, and so my kids called him Uncle Clark. Mm. You know, James Ferrier, Joey Porter. I mean, he was an uncle to a lot of kids oh, um, on the yeah. team. And so even, you know, even a young man who will be donning the field for the first time here in Latrobe and Joey Porter Jr. You know, next generation. Next generation because you have to realize Joey and Clark met at 17 years old at Colorado State. How about that? And they were not only college teammates, but then they were pro teammates. Mm -hmm. And so um, last weekend we had a lot of guys come out um, to, to celebrate the life of Clark. Because we're not going to say the passing. We're going to no. celebrate the life of Clark. And, you know, it was um, it was tough. It was emotional. A lot of tears were shed. Um, but it was beautiful. You know, um, the guys who spoke during the funeral, you know, James and, and Joey handled the eulogy. And then Foot uh, was also uh, a part of that. Mm. And so to hear the stories, yeah. you know, of Clark and to hear just kind of you know, that one last moment of us laughing and talking about him. I know he's also next to Chalooch up there and having a front row seat, and he has some choice words. Oh, so that's the move? He's probably looking at the outside line. Oh, so that's the move? <laughs> I mean, are you serious? They might be doing one-on-ones for <laughs> they, all we they, know. They, they might be doing one-on-ones because they're both at their best, right? <laughs> yes. That, that's Settling the, the age-old debate. <laughs> But, yeah, oh, but, man. I mean, a tremendous human being, yeah. and he's going to be sorely missed. Yes. Um, but I know his spirit's here, too. Uh, so I know him and Chalooch are, 
are having a laugh, and they're talking about St. Vincent's <laughs> right now up there, uh, along with a lot of other Steeler mm-hmm. legends. But, you know, my dear friend Clark Hagens um, was, was a special one. He was one of a kind. You know, I, I got little glimpses of memories. Do you, you know what a person's like by the effect they leave on you, you know, and I was always – Felt so welcomed by Clark in whatever room, whatever oh. atmosphere. Just he was always so engaging. I remember at Super Bowl Forty, prior to the very first play from scrimmage, you guys, the defense was out there against Seattle. Just before, uh, just before the you know going out to huddle for whatever reason, I'm on the sidelines, just minding my own business, right yeah. about the 35 yard line or so. And all of a sudden, Clark just turns over, sprints over, and he, he just slaps me five, and then sprints yeah. back. And everybody on the sideline looking. What was that all about? I go, I don't have a clue. But yeah. you know what? It was nice because I felt included for whatever reason. Yeah. Just because he was that type of guy. Well, I mean, but that, that, and that's what Clark does. Like, he, he knows how to bring out the fun. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows how to make a very tense moment, right? A room, a room that you could hear a there. pin drop. Yes. He's the guy dropping an entire glass bowl full of pins into the room. Yes. And he's going to make it to where everybody is not tense anymore. He had an innate skill that when the first that kickoff music, you know, you hear. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. He's jumping around. He's he's knocking into people like a mosh pit. He's yep. high five. And like you said, and he just he knows how to naturally disengage the intensity of the moment. You're right. And to and to make people feel calm. And I think that was something that was a reassuring factor you knew you always had with Clark was that if I was ever feeling down, if I was ever nervous, Clark knew how to let that let the butterflies out the cage. Yes. You know? And I think that was something that, you know, every team could use a Clark yes. type of player because he gave it his all. No matter what the circumstances was, you knew maximum effort was coming from that guy. And he was he was going to be infectious and make everybody else around him better, and so I appreciated that. I hated it in practice because I mean that was a guy that did not stop on no. one pass rush. No, he did. And you had to chase him all the way around the field until the ball was gone. But when it came to the team building environment, like that's what also made this place special because I got nowhere else to go, so I've got to make the best out of my current situation. And he always did. And so he was a locker room one guy. Yes. And so I would see him, he, he, and he'd be listening to whatever random music it was. And then, of course, he moved over to locker room three with everybody and those defense, you know. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, it was, it was just – it was It's a like the Upper time. West Side. Yeah, right? the Upper West Side. It's like, hey, 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 yeah, I'm hey, on the other side of the park, yeah, you know. Hey, <laughs> hey. Exactly. Yeah, but, it, but, but Clark just had that, that, that special magnanimous way. And then, I mean, fan engagement. I mean, Clark was amazing. Um, he made every person feel special as though they were the only person in the room when he engaged you and talked to you. So, you know, that light is now shining bright above us. It's not here anymore shining our path. Right. But it's up above, you know, shining a spotlight for the rest of us. Well, you know what? I would call it uh, Clark Hagens was blue collar with a touch of effervescence. Yes. You know, I mean. Absolutely. That was, that was the nature and the, the type of uh, personality that Clark brought out. I really always in lo- uh, just loved watching him engage with people because he was that guy like you described. And, you know, uh, no, no more words can more accurately describe the effect that Clark left on fellow players. And, again, we acknowledge this, 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 this very sorrowful passing of Clark, and he will be sorely missed. And, you know, you think about it, 
Joey and Clark bookends from, what, Colorado State mm-hmm. and yeah. into the pros, and yet they really had a big place in that defense when you think about the great bookends, you know, I mean, yeah. whether it's, you know, modern-day T.J. Watt and now we got Alex Highsmith, you go all the way back to, you know, uh, Lamar Woodley and, and, and crew, you know, I mean. Yeah. Uh, and James Harrison. Yeah, James I mean, Harrison, yeah. And so, by the, oh, and by the way, we got to start banging the gong. James Harrison, we got to uh, – you know, the Hall of Fame, baby. Definitely Can, HOF. We got to get him in. We Defensive start, player boom. of the year. Yes. Two-time Super Bowl champion. Yes. How many Pro Bowls? Can't count them. I, he's got at least five I know of. Yeah. And, and had a long career. And then also the story. Oh. I mean, the guy already has his own football life story on NFL Network. You know? Hello. And, you know, you think about a guy that was cut three times. I thought it was five. What's the legend? I, I, I'm sure, you know what, 17. Let's okay, just go. So let's, let's, go. let's keep the legend, legend. going. Cut 17 <laughs> times in one year. In one year. <laughs> By 12 teams. <laughs> I love the fact when he was over in Europe and he, he, he cut himself. I can't stand it. Yeah, exactly. I won't do this again. <laughs> And then, I mean, and then eventually getting on the same year that I was drafted. Right. So, 04 was his first year. And started as a, just a special teams guy. Isn't that amazing? He didn't even, he didn't even have a defensive role. Nope. He was just backup number three. And then to work his way into it, to continue to work his craft to where when Joey leaves, that presents the opportunity for him to start. And then after that, that was all she wrote. All he needed was the opportunity. And let's face it. When you think about, and we always talk about this, right? A Hall of Famer is someone who changes the game. Yes. And for and for James, James changed the game. He struck fear in other offensive line. Like they looked across, like holy hell, ninety two is here, and 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 he and he and James, no smile. He was the bad guy. He was the heel in every single wrestling he, match. Yes, right? <laughs> he was the heel and on every football field. Yes. But, and he, he loved it. That's who yeah. he was. He loved and he relished and he loved being the bad guy. Yeah. Because they knew that he was going to do the work that nobody else wanted to do. <laughs> and he was going to hurt you. You were going to feel everything that he did. And, you know, to have that type of enforcer on there to create that identity, even though the Steelers defense didn't need an additional identity. Right. He stepped forward and said, you know what? Took it over the top. Look at me. You'll remember me as the bad guy, right? <laughs> a little Scarface action. Um, but that is, that is one of the things that you'll remember. And he changed. The, I mean, remember at one point we were calling it the no fun league because right. the defense literally was getting FedEx packages weekly. Yes. And James was getting fined out the nose for every little thing, even if it was a legal hit. Right. Correct. Like, even when he hit his own former teammate on the Cleveland <laughs> Yes. <laughs> God bless, God bless Josh. Uh, yeah. But um, no, but the mean, best part was he goes. I remember after after the hit, and he says, "Well, there goes the wildcat." Yeah, <laughs> and down goes wildcat. <laughs> there it is. But yeah, I mean, God, he had so many legendary games against oh, the, the Browns. You know, just sitting up here, I can remember over there on the second field over. Yeah, you know how they put the punt machine up there, right? Boom, uh-huh. they punt it, and then they got coverage teams. So Manny. Uh, Emmanuel, what was it? Sander, Sanders. Sanders, that's yeah, it. Yeah, Manny, I keep yeah. on saying uh, Manny Stewart. Yeah. Go, no, no, that's the boxing guy out of yeah, yeah, Gronk. Exa- exactly, please All go. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders is catching, you know, on the uh, a punt return. So the punt comes up, boom, 
He comes over and he looks down and, and Debo is like, which of course is the name His that nickname. you guys, yeah. So affectionately called. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> was like five yards away from him and he dropped the ball, bounced off his helmet or something. Yeah. And all of a sudden I heard Mike Tomlin say in a big, huge voice, he goes, that's okay, Manny. Just tell him you looked up, you saw Debo. Everybody will understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, man. Yeah, but I mean, but that, and that's what you think, like when you think of like, Specific snap, snapshots in NFL yes. history, and you say, you know what? What did 2007 through 13 look like? You know, if we're just taking a snapshot, yes, you can't you can't get more than a couple of names deep before you have to say James Harris. Absolutely, and that's that's what it means to be a Hall of Famer, right? Yes, you change the way the game is played, you change the way the game is viewed, and how you consume it, and they will forever be a part of that history. The man ran back an interception for 99 yards, which is still a record. Yes. Still an NFL record um, against the Cardinals. And single-handedly. Second say, only to the immaculate reception. I mean, you could say single-handedly was a moment in Super Bowl. Outside of Santonio Holmes' toe tap, that is the moment you remember in Super Bowl 43. Yes, yes. Is that on a defensive MVP caliber level that he did. He won that award that year. We win the Super Bowl. And he's forever etched in the history you know, of him laying on the ground, passed out, because all those muscles ran 99 yards. Yes. And, and he was a ball of muscle. Yes, he was. <laughs> still, I would say still, pound for pound, for his age, probably still one of the strongest men. In, oh, I got to believe in, so. In, in the world. I There's mean, no doubt in my mind. The man still does dips with like 445s. That's just that's you know attached incredible. at his waist. So, you know, so for Debo, we, have, we do have to start banging the gong because – he was one of those players that was elite and was an assassin when he played. And so, yes, we, I, I need to see another teammate make it into the hall. Yes. I, I, I need – because I have what? I have three so far. Troy, Allen, and Bussy. Mm-hmm. James, James, you're next on the list. Right. I got a lot. I got a lot. Yeah, you have Just because I came at the tail end of yeah. All the great stuff. You got way guys. more, but yeah. I'm working on my list. There you go. I'm working and on my list. We got to keep longer. Yeah, and you know, we got to stop with this. Uh, you know, uh, we got too many Steelers and baloney. Baloney. If they're we, good, they're good. If they're good, they're good. We got, if they need their own wing in Canton, then they need their own wing. And listen, we have just we have the most Super Bowl tied with tied with another team. Yeah. And but but you know, we we still got more Hall of Famers than they do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because theirs all came in a small tranche. Ours is historical, legendary, right? Absolutely. Right? Had a long, long list. You know what I think? There's two things we got to do. Number one is we got to be able to get uh, see if we can get James on the phone sometime while we're up here. Get yeah. some training camp memories. I think that would be fun. That would be great. And then the second thing is I want to revisit at some point that tremendous, I believe it was Baltimore Ravens game at home when he had like three and a half sacks, oh, had an yeah. interception, fumble recovery. Was terrorizing the, the entire game. I mean, it was just awesome. It's amazing what motivation it will be when you have a team that has cut you twice and you see them in the league. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a great motivator. Funny how that happens. Funny how that happens. But you know what? Well, we're going to step aside. Shall we? We shall. We shall because it, it is that hour. And I don't, it is. And I don't want the sensei uh, sending any ninjas after me <laughs> up here in the press box. So we're going to step aside. You are in the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on SNR. You're listening to the official voice of Black and Gold Nation, SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. This is 
In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. New faces everywhere, baby. That's what it's about, Max. I take a look at what the Steelers have done this offseason. In all my years of hanging around uh, the Steelers organization, 43 years basically, whether I was active or not, you know, still being in Pittsburgh, seeing it. Um, the fact of the matter is you've got 52 of the 90 guys that are reporting here that reported yesterday. This is their first time with the black and gold. Yeah, I mean, a lot of new faces, a lot of high turnover, I think we can say. Welcome to Omar Khan era here in <laughs> Pittsburgh. Um, a lot of turnover, a lot of moves were made this offseason to acquire guys and to kind of craft and shape this team to where it can be competitive for the new field that is not only the AFC North, but the AFC in general, because we had a lot of influx of players over the last couple of years from the NFC coming over to the AFC, making it, I would say, easily the most competitive of the two conferences, and with that comes change. Right. And so for the Steelers, the Steelers are now adapting to that. So there's a lot of new names on these cards, a lot of new stripes across the helmet where you got to learn guys' names and figure out who they are. And we're going to be probably calling guys a lot by their numbers and not necessarily having a familiarity with them. (laughs) We need Billy Hillgrove here to describe a couple of those names. I'm not sure I can phonetically get them out, but think about it. James. Just remember James. Just James. James but you know, 66. you got to have those 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 stickers on your shirt that says "Hello, my name is." Yeah, you know? exactly, and phonetically spell it out too. <laughs> don't write your don't write your name as it sounds. Just write it out phonetically so I can read it because there that's where go. I'm at in my life. <laughs> this is what we need to do. Yeah. All right. The defense leads the way with six new starters, and of course, that's all depending on how you define a starter, whether or not you come out and whatever the personnel grouping the offense comes out with. So it does like put it in flux a little bit but basically we're talking about six new starters and five of the 10 players who logged at least 50 percent of the defensive snaps this from chris adamski uh from the trib man it's tip of the uh, helmet to him yes uh, putting together some stats because i can't do percentages yeah but (laughs) it's all good but five of ten does sound like 50 percent to me you know yeah and everywhere else it carries yeah, <laughs> it carries <laughs> exactly. So you know, we you've got five half the half of them. It's adios, you know, and that yeah. would be for our our great Mexican fan base. Yes, it is. Mexico, they, you exactly. Know. We're celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month a little early. There you go, Arriba. Yes. Yeah, Arriba. All right, <laughs> yeah. but you know, you think about it. Um, it's there's a lot of new people, faces, places, everything going on in this training camp. No, absolutely, and and I think that's what. But that's what training camp's all about, right? Yes. It's defining who is the new one. That's why I used that word earlier, iteration. Iteration, man, that's a good one. Every year there is some type of turnover, and it just happens to be that this year's a higher turnover rate than normal because, like you said, we're in that kind of flux transition phase where you're starting to build the next generation of, of guys. Right. You know, we always know what Cam Hayward's meant. We've known what Cam Hayward's meant for the last 12 years to this team, but we need to find the new Cam Hayward, a guy who can take the torch and can can run with it, you know, and allow Cam to actually pass the torch. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, actually, it's getting towards the time when the passing comes, but he ain't ready to pass it. No, he's not ready to pass. He's holding on tight. Yeah. He's white-knuckling that torch until the last <laughs> moment. But you have to prepare the next generation. So what are you going to do? 
Yeah. Keanu Benton. Yeah. What are you going to do? Isaiah Loudermilk. Right. Montrevious Adams. What are you going to do to earn the opportunity to hold that torch? What are you going to do, James? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to go for that to last say name. name. He's from Marymount College. Yeah, He's there a rookie. You go. We can give you every other step, but we can't give you his last we, name. We just we just cannot get that one out. N Y A M Nayamoya. I don't know. Na- yeah, yeah. Nayamoya. 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 And why she comes up like, no, it's easy. It's just like this. Yeah. Like, well, why didn't you write it out that way? <laughs> but, oh yeah. Yeah. But but, uh, but yeah. You're so, right. So what we, are they going to do? What? You, so you have to pass. So. This is that moment. This is the proving ground, right? This, right. Is the, this is the research and development facility for the Steelers, where we're at right now at St. Vincent's. So who's going to be that guy that emerges, right? We think of last year, DeMarvin Leal. Yes. And we think about watching him kind of develop, mature, figure out what he's going to do. And then once we do figure out, he's an elephant in, right? Yes. <laughs> he's a LeVon Kirkland type. Yes. Yeah, and, and so he has that ability, but we wouldn't have known that had we not had these opportunities. So this is that opportunity to find those new five and to figure out how they fit into this defensive structure especially along the defensive line and that's just one group that we're looking at because all three levels of the defense have changes they do they do do. so so it may so it makes for a fun physical activity that we get to watch live (laughs) and we get to report to you the Steelers Nation faithful every day about how that's changing and how the ebbs and the flows of camp are taking hold of each individual player you know, the big thing about it is, it, not the big thing, just one of the things, and it reminds me of I just ran across a, a Vince Williams just yeah. a couple of days ago, right? And I said, Vinny, did you ever think that you created the biggest problem in the world when you retired? It was like pulling the pin on the inside linebacker room, and everything just went to kapoop. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. and he was laughing about it, you know, and, and said how they're always trying to replace me. I go, yeah, but you realize you, you, how, how important you were. You know, yeah. I mean, Vinny was important. He did a great job in the time that he was here. You look at the, the defense, and from the inside linebacker position, um, that alone just created havoc with him well, dropping out. Well, and I think more so than anything else, right, you need that rabbit in there. You need the look rabbit. Look who peeked in. It's the great Bob Labriola. Oh, oh there yeah, he is. Look at Labs. There yeah. we go. Umbrella, he's always ready for the weather. My man is ready. <laughs> yeah. But I think that that's kind of what it is. Like, you need that rabbit on a dog track, right? No doubt about You've it. You've got to have it to create pace and to get everything done. And so I think that's where we look at this and we say, we needed somebody. And we started everybody. Joe Schobert, right? Miles Jack. We're, like, trying to flip through, turn over every, every stone to find that guy because Vince Williams is not there. And I think that's what makes it uh, – even more precipice why you have to have more guys in the wings. Well, I am just taking a moment to glorify the fact that Bob Labriola dropped in with us. Max, this is just unprecedented because normally he doesn't come on until, you know, I, I beg him a, like a week or two into camp. How are you doing, Labs? Well, a couple of things. First yes. of all, let's start with neither one of you attended the uh, run test yesterday. No. So I don't know. I'm on pup. I'm on pup list. <laughs> Forever pup list. I'd be done. And um, just as a little uh, important note for you, Wolf. Yes. um, The fat guy special. Have you heard about that yet? No, 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 no. (laughs) No. Wait a second. You've tickled my eardrum. Well, we did. uh, We started off uh, with a DVE show uh, yesterday. Okay. Six to eight at Sharky's. Me, 
Mike Pursuta. I was Jerry listening Black. to you gentlemen as I was driving in. Okay, there you go. Of course. So, um, <laughs> you know, you, of course, know uh, some of the uh, culinary delights oh, yes. over there. Uh, the grilled cheese cheeseburger. Yes. Uh, the banana pepper pizza. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it's oh. the Fat Guy Special. And, Ooh. Um, it's literally called the Fat Guy Special. Well, that's what uh, – my, my boy CJ? Yeah, he was in on that. I oh. told him, I said <laughs> – as soon as I took a bite out of it, I said, your dad is going to love this. Oh, uh, okay. baby. Okay. So you're saying we have dinner plans. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's uh, – I'll just give it to you real quick. It's a Philly cheesesteak. Okay. With the cheese whiz and the onion, you know. The, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wit whiz. Now, right. Wit. Wit. You know, yeah, wit. He's a, he's, a, he's a Philly guy. So yeah. he was uh, expounding – uh, on what wit means and all. Okay. Yeah. So then, um, but then they roll it in a pizza crust. Oh, cut it out. And bake it. Uh-uh. And then they cut it in half, and it's like a, it's like a, this size, you know, a fist-sized burrito. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you, you, they wrap it in paper. And Dulac and Prosciutto, uh, I was really disappointed in them, and I'm sure that you'll take some time to point this out. They were eating it with a knife and a fork. Oh, what? And what? Instead of just, you know, What's unwrapping the, fun? the paper. You got to get a little muddy yeah. from time <laughs> to time. You know what hey, I mean? Hey, we talked about the torch earlier. I mean, you got to take that thing <laughs> yeah. like a torch and just go at it, you know? Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I, and I told John, the owner over there, I said, first time Wolf shows up here for a show, I said, don't even ask him. Just bring it. Bring it. Bring yeah. it. Bring it. <laughs> got to <laughs> Oh, man, I'm doing the, 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 the truffle shuffle right here in my yeah. chair. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, yeah, that's uh, – I, I, That's sensational. They are the home of, like, uh, innovation in, in uh, cutlery yes. and, and, and food. And Culin- you know, culinary. Culinary delights. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, – it was – you know, and we were I, – I, I'm uh, Mike Pursuta's next-door neighbor uh, on Benedict. So I, I get to hear the morning show every day. <laughs> oh, yeah. how right. wonderful that Ready is. Ready or not. Oh, yeah. Um, Gosh. And uh, so we were talking about it, uh, and he said, that's it. That's He might not eat anything else. No kidding. Ever. Wow, a Philly guy giving the stamp of approval. Oh, yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Well, can I wow, say? all the way on the western side of the state. That, There's that, no doubt about it. That's high praise. So, you know, you guys, I think you got to step up uh, since you blew off the run test. Yeah. <laughs> Make it count. <laughs> and, uh, you know, make, make it count. I want to. I, I want to know. You know. I'll, you know. I'll, I might check in with you guys periodically, talk about Dan Moore and Broderick Jones and some of that kind of stuff. But I, I want an update on that too. Yeah, I, I'm saying that it's the Fat Guy Special, right? Yeah. Well, that's what it's nicknamed. I don't know what they. Okay. Actually, but, but if you I, say it, it it's, yeah. That's and what I, you and get. I, again, when you walk in. You're going to get one whether you, you want to order it or not. And I'm sure if you bring your broadcast partner here, uh, they might figure out a way to make a couple of those. Wow. Okay. Man, I'm telling yeah. you what, that sounds beautiful. That's the sound of music. We've already we've already decided our pre-show meeting spot. <laughs> <laughs> we need a pre, pre-show production meeting. Yeah, pre-production yeah. meeting yeah. Uh, in the evening right there. Okay, so um, – Looks beautiful, doesn't it? Those fields. <laughs> it Labs, Matt, you know, Max was just talking about the fact that he goes, "There's no scars on it. There's no cleat marks. There's no like dug up." I'm remembering years ago when we had just one or two field, two fields, I think it was, 
Yeah. No, it might be not even that many. Well, no, we had two fields. And snow not fence. This one. Huh? What's that? Not this one. No, but it was out Those here. Two, right. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, you know, you sit there and you go, wow. You know, so many years ago. And then you're going, yeah, I remember there was holes in there. And then there was, you know, dirt patches. And then by the end of training camp, I remember the rain one year. Uh, it was 83, 84, somewhere in there that it rained so much. Guys were getting hamstring injuries and everything. Not, not me, because, you know, you well, got first of all, you got to run fast enough to be able to pull something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But you cramped, had, though. You cramped on that You cramped. Oh, you I cramped did cramp. I did cramp. <laughs> there ain't no doubt about it. But there was such so, – so different than back in the day. I mean, even where we're sitting, this was never a part. This was trees. Right. This was a hill. This was the hill that, you know, Woodson and yes. Lake and Lloyd and all those people would run. Yes. After Chuck's two and a half hours of – Exactly. How many times they dropped in a possible interception or made a mistake, they'd have to run the hills. And, um, you know, and what you guys missed out on were acclimation days. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Exactly. Oh, yeah, that's a really. very serious thing. I mean, yeah. you know, today, now I don't know when the clock starts, but there are mandated, mandated time limits on these acclimation days. First practice is 90 minutes. That's it. Off the field. Now, again, I don't know if it's when the, you know, the doors at Cary Center open and guys start walking out. <laughs> right. Or, you know, when the first horn blows after stretch, you know, when if that starts the clock. I, I'm not – so I don't want to uh, overstep here. But – and then the length of time is gradually increased over the series of acclimation days. You know, they don't hit until next Tuesday. Oh, my goodness. Yes. That's, you'll be here a month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Labs, can you stay with us for, for another segment, or you got to go? No, all right, I'll stay. All right, yeah, all right. yeah. Pull his arm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, you got to stay. Ah, ah. Thanks. You know what? Steelers Nation, stay with us. We'll be right back. You got Wolf Starks and the Ninjas. We are live at training camp at Chuck Nolfield, up in the press box with air conditioning with Labs and Starks. Be back after this. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. 